Blog Talk Radio. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension. A dimension of pressure. A dimension of coverage. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land. Two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man. Of help-side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. Mike and Kevin here, Matchup Zone here on Blog Talk Radio, coming live from Cherry Hill, New Jersey at Foam Pack Studios. We are uh, talking a little bit tonight, NFL Draft coming up. What will the Eagles do? Also, the NBA playoffs, uh, maybe getting to Little Phillies, and we're going to be talking with uh, Blogs with Balls head, uh, the man who put it together, really got it started, uh, Don Povia. We will be talking with him. He's also Transition Sports and Entertainment. Uh, marketing and PR firm. So we're going to be talking to him as well. Just a few questions about athletes and, uh, you know, marketing and promotion and why a a good athlete would need that. So, uh, yeah, crazy, crazy week. The speculation, everything, Mike, is – how are you, by the way? I'm good, Kev. They got a lot going on sports-wise. I mean, NFL draft on Thursday, Mm -hmm. NBA playoffs, hockey, baseball's underway. Are you watching hockey? No. No, I mean I'm just saying it's on. I'm letting you know. I, I couldn't. I think the Blackhawks. I couldn't name any of the. Uh, the Rangers are really good this year, I think. But I, I think so. Yeah. I just. I, I have no interest in hockey whatsoever. Well, when the see when the Flyers are in it, I watch the it. The Flyers are in it. Like I don't really get into it that yeah. much. I, I just can't get into hockey. I never have. Like when the Flyers are in it, I will watch it. Again, I'll know like the seeds because I'll be like, okay, yeah. the Flyers are this if they win. But do you understand thing. hockey though? Like I a little bit. Not. Not. I'm. No, I'm I mean, listen. So, I'm not like claiming to be a hockey buff at all. I I kinda get it. Wear yeah. skates. It's on ice. No, I mean I, I mean I understand a little bit, but I don't understand all the little nuances of yeah. you know power play. No, I know that, but like why like why like they carry sticks. <laughs> like why the third line is I, I don't know I they don't get know. tired. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna stop right there and just by that look you just gave me. So yeah. Basketball playoffs are going on, though. They are going on. <laughs> Let's move on to those. So, uh, yeah, the the NBA playoffs have – see, Mike, I'm like yep. – I don't really watch – I'll watch the Sixers play, but I'm not really, like, big on – like, if there's a big NBA game, I'm not really going to watch it in the middle of the regular season, but I'm big into the NBA playoffs. Like, this is my time. I re- I'll watch every single game. I'll, I'll be following it. I'm really into it. So, it's like – it's. I don't know. There's just something about it. I feel like there's just – Especially that Western Conference, which is just ridiculously strong, and uh, the East. The East is fairly, yeah. Like like the Celtics, and yeah. The, the Brooklyn Nets, they, the, they stink. The Bucks, you know, the Bucks, yeah. I, I'm not, you know, I, I'll tell you what, I am impressed. I'm pretty impressed with the Warriors, yeah. Because um, I'm one of those guys that you can't win shooting jump shots, but they have a lot of good players. Like Harrison Barnes comes off yeah. the bench for them, make it down. Like they have a lot of good players. Draymond Green's becoming a really good player. He is. Then like guys just like Murray Spates, they they just have a lot Bogut. of good like they just, Bogut yeah. is a great defender. And obviously you know what the two guards can do. Mm-hmm. So I mean they, they, that's a really good team. Um It's crazy. Like I'm watching the Western Conference and I'm going, I can't believe that this is a like this is a matchup of like I mean the Pelicans were overmatched, but I was it was fun to watch Anthony Davis kind of go at it with Curry, but it was a shot like the Houston uh, Dallas game. I'm like, how are these two playing each other in the first round? Like when you looked at their lineup, I mean Dirk's aging, but like Rondo and Rondo gets hurt and he's out. But <laughs> I don't even know what happened. Do you know that today is today is uh. Today, this on this day in 1953, wrestler Classy Freddie Blassie coined the term pencil neck geek. <laughs> Moving on to the NBA That's, playoffs. Yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. 
That's uh, anyway, Rondo. What? A, what? A, congratulations. Yeah, like Rondo, Chandler Parsons, and yeah, Chandler Parsons and Rondo get you know are, were out. Dirk, I mean uh, Stoudemire, but Stoudemire was giving good minutes. Uh, Chandler, like you had some, you have some really firepower on that Dallas team. So it's it's pretty funny to it's pretty fun to watch like that Houston Dallas game. If yeah. Parsons and Rondo stayed healthy, and Rondo really didn't, it, it seems like him and Carlisle are, are butting heads. They're he's not really. A, he's just a cancer, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. but I mean, it's that's one of those things. Like if they if they if he was with them for the full year, maybe they would have been a little more right. uh, camaraderie. But he comes midway through, and it's it's tough to kind of get those bonds, especially going to the playoffs. But you, t- I'll tell you what, I don't think he's going to be there next year. But you have a strong team. With, I'm just watching. I'm like, these guys are all all-stars. And, yes, maybe not this year, but, like, the, you look oh, wait, at the Eastern Conference. Oh, you're talking just the Western Conference. Yeah, like general. Western Conference yeah. in general. Like, the teams are yeah. just so strong. And then you look at the Eastern Conference and you're like. Well, that's well, that's why the Sixers, I mean, if they can put this thing together anytime soon, I mean, they could, they could have a decent team. I mean, yeah. I think there's 10 ex-Sixers playing in the playoffs right now. Iguodala, Lou Williams. Jesus, they're. Spencer Halls, Spencer yeah, he played with the Clippers. Uh, what's that? Three. Who'd you say? Iguodala, yeah. Lou Williams, Spencer Halls. I mean, Evan Turner. Evan Turner. Mo Spates. Mo Spates. Kyle Korver. Six. Um, oh God, I had. Hold on a second. I know there was more. Um, Who else would it be? Uh, oh, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. It's seven. Uh, I'm just trying to think of it. Uh, Michael Carter Williams. Eight. Who else have the Sixers had recently? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of recent. Who uh, else? There's two more. Hold on a second. Let's go there. Well, that was pretty. I mean, that's still pretty impressive. But here's the thing: like the Sixers, there, it was never like a gel with what they had. They were never going to win the big game. Like the right. guy, the guys we mentioned right now, they're all role players. Like none of them are are the best player in their team. So Iguodala is a six yeah, man. Yes, you're right. So you're not really, I mean, that's great. They're, you had, but that's what kept Philadelphia down. <laughs> they were just a bunch of role players. We just got it. We just got to text uh, Mark, Mark Ivoroni. I don't think Mark Ivoroni's playing with the Sixers anymore. <laughs> I believe Mark Ivoroni, uh, he retired in the, Probably mid eighties ish. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's uh yeah, like we said, it's role players. But the the NBA playoffs in general, like you said, the Sixers now have a legitimate shot because the East. I mean, you're looking at the East. Although I do like Milwaukee because I'm looking without Jabari Parker, and they have some guys who really play hard. I mean, they they just know how to play. I think uh, I think Jason Kidd's actually done a really good job there. Yeah, they so play defense. They're 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 tough. They try. They're scrappy. I mean, that was a physical physical series. They were just so overmatched. But at the same time, that was fun to watch. I was enjoying watching that series just because of the excitement level and just watching that young young Bucks team uh, play. But I think the Sixers are very close to being there. I think the Sixers yeah. could be could be there. And then Philadelphia, like you said, Milwaukee's it's an old school team, but you. Philadelphia is one of the original, like, big-time... Milwaukee used to be, like, in the 80s. Milwaukee yeah, well, was in the playoffs every year. Well, they had... Was he still Lou Alcindor back then? Well, no, I'm not. I mean, he was there in the 70s. Yeah, he, yeah, he was Lou Alcindor, I think, with the when he played with Oscar Robertson. But I'm talking about, like, in the yeah. in the mid-80s. Like, they had some really good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know, like, I, I feel like it's going to... If, if the Sixers can get this all going the right direction, like, yeah. in three years... LeBron's on his way out, uh-huh. you know, kind of at the end of his reign, mm-hmm. and then it opens the door. I was just looking at the what was it? The 2009 draft was insane because that was uh, Steph Curry, James Harden. Who else was in there? Yeah, I'm not sure. Someone else went late in that one. I was like, oh my goodness! But because uh, I was looking, Paul Pressy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's there it is. But like, there's all these. There was a lot of talent that was kind of stacked up in that 2009 draft. And now you have Curry and Harden kind of battling for that MVP. I'll tell you what, both of those players are fun to watch. I like watching James Harden, and it's such unorthodox. Like Curry's just so quick. Harden's yeah. like Harden's like, like slow, shocking. Yeah. yeah, he's like deceptively quick, but he just scores. He does everything slow, like the yeah. step back he has. But he just scores. I mean, he just gets it done. So it's it's they're two different styles of play, but I enjoy watching both of them. And uh, it's interesting too watching the game yesterday. Uh, the hell. What's going on? Watching the game last night with the um, Spurs and, and Clip, they started found DeAndre Jordan. He's, he shoots an air ball, and then you know, then Doc Rivers had decision making. He puts him on the bench, which which dude, 
he's hurts that team. Like you can't make a freaking foul shot. He's killing them because yeah. he has to be coming out of the game and he does so much more. He rebounds, block shots. He's he's very good defensively. Obviously, he can catch an alley around the basket. He just can't make a foul shot. So, mm-hmm. Pop was going to go to that strategy, I think, for the rest of the way, but they sat him on the bench. They sat him down. I think uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul took that game over too last night. Yeah, time. he did. That's a tough. I mean, DeAndre Jordan. It's tough because that's that. It's a smart decision. You have to. It takes that big guy out of the game. I mean, he was not as aggressive. He can't really. He's not doing the same thing he yeah, was doing yeah. when he was playing. Uh, when he was playing earlier, when he was kind of getting his way, he's just he's tentative now. He gets the ball. It's like he doesn't really want it. He, he avoids trying to have the ball. He avoids rebounding. He avoids doing everything, and he becomes a softer player because of that. So, and it's just mental now. So, I mean, it's it's just it's. Do you like that rule that you can foul like off the ball? Like, nah. I mean, whatever. It's it's basketball. I think it's like a little. See, here's the thing, Popovich. A what? It's a little, you know. Shitty, like it's not. It's not Excuse like, the, <laughs> but like, you look at Belichick and you look at uh, Popovich. You know they're gonna play, they're gonna use and use the rules to their advantage. Even those little stupid rules, like they're gonna know them and they're gonna use them and say, okay. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I, even Pop said he said, I know it's not fun to watch, but he said if yeah. it's there, we're gonna have to, we're gonna use it. Exactly. By, by the way, I was watching. Did you see that special on Tom Brady last That's night? That's weird. I was watching that too. Did you really watched it? Yeah. I never watched it. I was like, really good. Talking like I'm watching, like I was watching like uh, gymnastics. Well, <laughs> I was trying to think what else was on last night. There was nothing on last night. Were there NBA playoff games? Probably. Was, oh, was hockey on. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe that's no, why I was watching. Some games it. Are, but I just was looking around. I saw, it, but it was amazing that. Did you see like what Mel Kuyper was saying about mm-hmm. him coming out? Like that's insane. I mean, skinny. Uh huh. He had the lowest vert. He ran a five eight forty. Had the lowest vertical leap of. Of anyone ever in the Did you like, watch him at the combine? Like that was pretty funny. He, I was like, I mean, is he, he was is he running, going hard? He was running. It looked like it looked like you in a Haddonfield summer league game. <laughs> I know he was running. Like they, they got to put the Benny Hill music on or something. Speed that guy up. I, I take the white vest on. Do it again. <laughs> he was. No, nah, I mean it was dude. He was skinny, no arm. Yeah. Um, unathletic. Uh, here's the thing. Like slow. That's, that's why it's so it's so important. Like when you. A lot of these guys, you have to really check. You, like the good scouts will look at like, okay, because everyone becomes in love with the stats now. Everyone becomes in yeah, love yeah, with yeah, the yeah. with the with the combine yeah, the and the com- body. To, and... to me, the combine, like, I don't care. Like, I don't care how high you can. When is a quarterback gonna have to jump? Yeah, really. Like, I don't care how high you can jump. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I want to see game film. I don't care about watching you run around. Yeah, you're to your pocket passer. Yeah, you, like, I want to see you make the throws, and I want to see you because, w- when the game's on the line. I heard they had Mel Kuyper on this morning. They flashed back to when Jamarcus Russell came out, and he said he's John Elway-ish, and he's gonna, in three years. They said he, Mel Kuyper said he's gonna be a top in three years. He'll be a top three quarterback. You hate Mel Kuyper, don't you? Because I don't think I like him, but I think I mean I, I mean I feel like we've had this conversation before I'm about okay my player. with him. I mean he, you know, he's good for what he does, but he's just like I mean he's wrong a lot. There, there's a stat on yeah, ESPN well, like yeah. he's wrong a whole lot, and it's tough to to. Have, to, you, have you ever replayed one of our shows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're not getting paid what he's getting paid or or at all. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I mean Mel Kiefer. Yeah, but he's got a tough. I mean, you're basically projecting players. I yeah, mean, it, it's hard. But that's the that's the thing about the draft, and it's tough to go based on. And a lot of people are starting to do that. They're going based only solely on what the stats say and what they can do and what physical what physically they can do, and they're not thinking too much about. Leave a guess. <laughs> they're not thinking too much about uh, what's what's exactly going on in these guys' heads. I mean. You looked at what Tom Brady did at Michigan, and with all the comebacks, with all those different uh, where he was stepping in and he was winning, leading drives, and especially with the senior year. And I like what Belichick said. He's like, "Well, how we were nervous because it's like, well, he couldn't even win over his own coach. Yeah, it's and, like and, Henson and, or him." And also, like, there we go. There it is. There it is. And, and also, like, Hold on, I got this stuff. I got this buzzing in my ear now. I forgot what I was even gonna say. We're hitting to a nightclub. It feels, there's like a lot of bass to it. Yeah, it's like dun, 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 techno. Dun, yeah, like techno. Con- controlling my heart. <laughs> but that's the point. <laughs> Keeps that ecstasy going. No, Tom Brady. Uh, what about him? His hair looked fantastic in it, the documentary. It did look great. 
How long was that take? Because I was like, he hasn't rocked that in a while. Yeah, it's a while. Yeah. 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 That was really good, though. I thought that just seeing and the, like almost it was like an egg on your face to everyone who's like hyping up guys based on just the stats. I mean, look at uh, Darius Hayward Bay. Remember yeah, him? Yeah, he was like yeah. the fastest for So Oakland yeah. took him and you're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why yeah. are you taking this guy? Dude, the and he well, Remember Mike Mamula was a combine uh, wonder. That's true. And the Eagles take him seventh and he's out of the league, you know, four years later. Oh, good. All right, we're joined right now by uh, our guest, Don Povia. Don is the uh, one of the heads of head of Transition uh, Sports Entertainment. Also, will be running the show this weekend at or this uh, Thursday at Blog with Blogs with Balls in Chicago. Don, how are you? Oh, you almost got that right. It'll be on Wednesday, Son of the a day bitch. before the draft. <laughs> oh yeah, right, so the, right. I knew there was something important on Thursday. I just couldn't remember. What, I was I was getting them confused. Yeah, the thing you were just talking about, you know. <laughs> I just devoted my entire show to. There you go. What's up, Kevin? Good to good to be here. How you feeling after this weekend? All right. I don't know. I'm 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 getting better. It was a, it was a it was a long night. He doesn't it was, look good. Does that account for anything? <laughs> Still a little bad. It was a long it was a long evening on Saturday night. And uh yeah, yesterday was uh was not the most fun, so we're just recovering. That's why we pushed back the show to uh, Monday. So thanks for thanks for coming in. Thanks for uh thanks for being here, Don. Now Don, uh we'll start with, with blogs with balls. Tell us a little bit about how you guys started. I know I went the the one year in New York City, great event. Uh tell us a little bit about how you got this whole entire event started. Uh, sure. Uh, I guess back in 08, 09, uh, one of my co-founders, Kyle Bunch, invited me to a, an event up in New York. Uh, it was internet-based, a lot of internet people there, and I was saying, hey, you know, maybe I can learn something for my blog at the time, Hugging Kyle Reynolds. Um, you know, started that in 07. It was kind of petering along, you know, it was doing well, kind of hit that sort of you know, mid-level where I got some recognition, but I really wasn't making a living out of it. Not sure mm-hmm. if I wanted to do that anyway. Uh, but I figured I could learn something, maybe learn how to make some money off of this thing or, you know, just figure out how to take it to the next level. And it was a great little event. Uh, it was a really cool vibe, unlike anything I'd seen, but it was just totally irrelevant to sports. There was, I mean, it was like a meme expo, you know, kind of like a Star, a Star Wars bar. I was like sitting between Obama Girl and Tron Guy. So it was definitely like a weird little vibe that I didn't necessarily fit in, you know, wearing my Phillies hat there. But, you know, I thought there was something to it. So Kyle and I kind of cut out after lunch and uh, we're saying, this would be great. What can we do? And we started looking around for these sort of sports marketing events that were tailored towards digital, particularly towards content producers. And there was really nothing out there. And a lot of the conferences that did exist in the sports space were more on this high level. I'm an executive. I'm looking to spend sponsorship dollars and it's going to cost you $1,400, $1,500 to go to. So nothing for one, you know, maybe a young guy trying to learn, uh, you know, trying to learn the ropes, breaking the journalism, trying to get an edge in the digital field, or a guy that does it as a hobby. So, you know, we kind of took the model that, you know, we had just been at and converted it to sports. And the first one we did was in in New York City in the basement. Um, I think we told them we'd probably get about 125 people 300 people signed up later, and we were like, you know, we need to pump the brakes here. What are we really doing? But realized we also kind of caught uh, some lightning in a bottle, and, and that was 2009, June, and then we were asked to do an event in Vegas uh, the following November, and Fox Sports uh, sponsored it. ESPN uh, screened for us a 30 for 30. Uh, following that, we did one in Wrigley Field uh, at the Captain Morgan Club. P&G was sponsoring it. Uh, the fourth one that you were just referring to was at Bloomberg headquarters on Lexington Avenue there in New York. And then we did one in, uh, I guess it was two years ago now, 2013, uh, fall 2013, up in Toronto with the score. So this thing's kind of built some momentum. We haven't done one uh, in almost 18 months now. Reason being, we were trying to do some smaller ones in between, more networking type events, and people just kept calling, hey, when's, when's the next party? When's the next party? Uh, so we decided, why don't we piggyback on something like the draft where there'll be a high concentration of people that are interested in this sort of thing, or if they're not selling out for it, maybe they can you know, make an excuse with their company to sort of piggyback on it. So <laughs> you know, I think that's a very abbreviated yet long-winded <laughs> description of what it is, but 
uh, it's really, I think you really need to experience it to, to understand what it is. I hate even calling it a conference. I really look at it as like an annual reunion. Uh, when the first time we did this, you know, we had the guys from Deadspin and Yahoo and Fansided and Bleacher Report and SB Nation, but nobody had ever seen each other before. It was all people that you knew by their Twitter handle, if, if they were on Twitter back then, or, you know, an email address. And it was really the first time we all got together. And that's kind of what we do. We just get together once a year and have a good time and have a few drinks and talk sports. Well, you've got a great lineup. When you just kind of look at some of the guys who, who, are, who are coming in, you're talking NFL uh, you're talking a little Chicago sports uh, online activity. It's just it's there's a lot that goes into it. And there's a lot of good Kevin Blackstone. You, you know, you guys got the the best people out there to really to really come in and and speak at these panels. And the panels are really interesting. Justice, the the rise of online and athlete activists. Like it's just it's it's a cool because this is what sports is becoming. I mean, it's such a it's such a fan based game now. Uh, as opposed to before, with all the technology, with all the social media, that it becomes you. You, it's like you guys are like the platform, the integration between sports and that kind of new wave media. Yeah, and I think when you look at the lineup, you'll see there's those quote unquote bloggers, and you know what's a blogger anymore? You know, everybody's just you know a, a journalist in some sense, but you'll also yeah. see the the, the blackstone types and. You know, our Chicago sports panel is a great example where you have ESPN, ESPN Chicago, 670 to score, Comcast Sportsnet, ABC. We actually just brought on Barstool. So, I mean, you go everybody from Barstool to ESPN sitting on the, on the same panel. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, we try to look at ourselves as Switzerland, too. You know, we, we want to try to remain neutral and give everyone an equal voice because I think that's what the Internet has done. It's given everybody that voice where – you know, you can sit up there near Kevin Blackstone, who you see on Around the Horn every day. And, um, but, you know, but a guy like that, you know, this is the third or fourth event that he's done for us. So I think one of the most things I'm proud of is that some of these people keep coming back and we keep bringing new people into the fold. That's so true. I mean, it's just, it's, it's fun to see. It's so much, it's, it was definitely the, like I said, the, the experience was terrific when I went up. It's just a fun uh, – like the, the one thing that you said was most interesting is kind of putting a face to a lot of these guys' names because a lot of these guys aren't on the uh, – you know, they're not on ESPN. That's when you get those ESPN personalities. You see them every day. So when you get a guy who's just kind of behind, uh, you know, his words, you don't really see him, and it's kind of fun to see them out in, the, in a different light. Now, Dom, a little bit about uh, Transition Sports Entertainment. I know – Marketing and PR, especially with what athletes, uh, what people perceive athletes, and we kind of talked about this before, a lot of people perceive athletes, and it's almost, there's a lot of negative light with athletes. I mean, you, there's the stories about, you'll get the ESPN stories where they make you tear up, uh, but a lot of the stories that we've been hearing about athletes le- recently have been negative. So where do you guys kind of come in to, to kind of, you know, as marketing and, and PR to kind of help promote athletes? Yeah, so Transition, we, we formally launched almost a year ago now, and uh, among our partners is, is Keith Bullock from the Tennessee Titans. So, you know, a guy that we, we've known each other, we've always kind of known and respected each other and, and saw an opportunity where I was working with some more traditional PR agencies, and I saw two things. I, I saw one that, you know, usually they work from the outside in where they'll come up with a big PR idea, and then as needed, digital sports strategists would say, okay, now find a Facebook, you know, way to integrate this on Facebook. Rather than thinking, okay, the first thing people are going to see is probably going to be online. How do we start online and build it out? So that's really what transition is. I think it is PR and marketing, but it's digital first. So, you know, Kevin, if, if I say, hey, I'm doing a show with Kevin Owens, and, and somebody might say, who is this Kevin Owens guy? The first thing they're going to do is, is Google your name. And what are they going to see? when they Google your name. They're going to see news stories about you. <laughs> well, you, you had a Wikipedia page that was quite interesting, if I recall, a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> right. But, all right, so it was a bad example. All right, say Keith Boyd, right? What are they going to see? Gonna a see, real athlete. Right, they're going to see news articles, they're going to see his social profiles, and they're going to see, you know, maybe his website. And, and you know, I think that is PR. Digital has become PR. So that was one thing that I saw is just sort of flipping the script and, and thinking about when somebody Googles your name, what are they going to see? And that includes your traditional stuff because of the news, uh, you know, so your third-party validation and then you sort of your first-person voice in your social platforms. I want to make sure both of them are on point for, for athletes. 
second thing I realized is I was working with a lot of brands and, you know, because I was working with brands, I was also working with athletes. And I found that all the, I think the leverage was in the brand's hand. You know, I can write you a check. I can do this. What I wanted to do was treat these athletes like brands because in a lot of cases they really are. Mm -hmm. And the problem is they're, they weren't or they haven't been taught to package themselves and the, to really quantify their values. So, you know, what I do is say, no, yeah, you can give me $1,000, but here's what I can offer you, and I think you should give me $2,000. Um, so, you know, trying to treat them as I would one of the brands, and that means coming up with a content strategy, a messaging strategy, and things like that. Now, I don't want it to be like, yes, you're so packaged and you're in this nice little bow. No, there's a time and place for everything, but it's really professionalizing the services that they haven't been getting. I've also seen that there's a void sort of on the agent side, right? There's an incentive for an agent to go get this guy a contract. There's not an incentive for him to go get him a $5,000 deal that he might get $500 for. So how can I fill that void of services that he's not getting because people don't see the value in sort of the long-term brand building? So, you know, that's what I'm looking to do is, is look for the long haul, is that the average NFL lifespan is three years. Well, what happens in three years to most of those guys and how can we use the value that they have now during their playing careers to leverage that in their post-playing career, whether it's three years or, like Keith, ten years? That's awesome. Now, Don, sorry, we're getting some interference from Rumor Nightclub in Philadelphia right now. <laughs> but uh, we uh, Now, you kind of talked about, you know, a lot of these athletes, especially and what you're, you know, with kind of getting them, keeping them going after their careers end, uh, when we look at we look at you know marketing right now, and you have the you have the NBA, which is getting the marketing. You have the NFL, which is the guys are getting Peyton Manning's. Everyone knows their face. Everyone knows LeBron, and a lot of people have been hitting on this lately that the Major League Baseball is is really not getting the same uh, the same level of kind of high profile contracts and high profile. It's it's almost like there's a distance between some of those best uh, faces now that Derek Jeter is gone. Now, is there is that something as as a you know marketing and stuff that you that you guys look at in terms of like what what you know does baseball does it is it almost like a, a sport where you kind of stay away from there or is it, it there's just not enough for them right now? Well, I, I almost see that as more opportunity because there's less um, you know less competition there. So, you know, we actually are talking with. Uh, with a guy bringing somebody on specifically to work with baseball players, a guy that played a couple of years in the minors. So, you know, most of the guys he played with are now in the majors. Um, so, you know, I see that as opportunity, but I also think it's sort of a product of the way that the leagues operate in, you know, in and of themselves as uh, their own entities. Um, you know, very broadly speaking, I mean, MLBAM is, is very good, very powerful in building this really big reservoir, but, you know, it trickles down and they kind of control what the teams do. And I think that trickle down, you know, might have an effect on what you described, whereas I find the NBA, specifically the NBA, um, gives their teams a lot of leeway of how they use technology and, and connect with fans. And I think that, you know, obviously there's there's five guys with their faces right out there as opposed to, you know, nine guys on the baseball diamond. But I also think that that structure has something to do with it. Um, but it kind of goes back to, you know, being able to show that, you know, you're not this interchangeable part. That, you know, I, I remember speaking with a bunch of NFL guys, and, you know, I'm in a room with 20 of them, and I, I pretty much said, well, look, if you can't do what I want to do as a marketer, I'll go to that guy, and then I'll go to that guy. And, you know, when you retire, there's another draft class coming in, and it's this sort of, machine that these guys you pump them in and out yeah there's a few Derek Jeter's and LeBron James but there's a lot of other people um but so how do you distinguish yourself so that's what I would like to do with baseball players is distinguish yourself you have tools you have a platform out there you know how can you really maximize that real estate that you have access to and that real estate that millions of fans are peeking into that's awesome see that's like I mean it's a very interesting to kind of hear it from uh, you, you look at uh, being an athlete, former athlete, be, okay, playing basketball at one point. <laughs> Just look back Come it up. Come on, man. I cheered my heart out for you <laughs> yeah, back in the true. day. Uh, you were the one. <laughs> yeah. I heard. I thought I heard you. So, like <laughs> – that's just—it's just cool to kind of see it from the other side to, to, to show how much potential some of these guys have, especially 
uh, you know, after they after they walk away from the game and what happens. And that's something that a lot of people always ask, like what happens to these guys when they leave? What happens next? And it's it's not. I mean, Don, a lot of people don't know Don was very, very instrumental in me even being here speaking to a microphone right now. Don set me up with uh, I started writing a blog and he set me up and uh, really got me promoted and got me on ESPN and got me all these all these accolades that that I wouldn't have had. I'm now I have a radio without without uh, Don. So, Don, you're the man. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks for seeing my potential. I had, yeah, I, I had no issue. You really had a cool story. I mean, you were playing in Estonia at the time. And, oh you know, I remember it was kind of like the, uh, you know, the Euro Paul Shirley, if you will, you know. Yeah. You know, bouncing around. But, I, I mean, there was, there was something there, you know, talking about what we were just saying about differentiating yourself. There's a story to be told, and you were taking the time to articulate it, and I thought it was great. And I remember, you know, we put you on HHR for a while, but I was like, damn, I'm probably wasting him. And I remember, I think, then we, we hooked you up with Lang and – uh, Ryan over at Slam, and yeah, yeah, and then I think you did a little with SB Nation, but yeah, I mean, and it's the same sort of concept. It's like, all right, you know, why why is this not just run of the mill like every other basketball blog that I see? Well, this is a guy that's freaking seven feet tall, playing in Europe in a you know a country where he doesn't speak the language, and you know, trying to figure out what the next stage of his career. Oh, and then he's banging bodies like with you know tryouts with you know Sixers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. No, I mean, it's just, uh, I think it's the same idea, but, you know, if I can put you in a position that, you know, maybe I can't do it, but I think I have the right connections to sort of, you know, put people, uh, you know, where they need to be. I mean, I'll give you an example with some current athletes, just like mm-hmm. three things that we're doing. We're trying to really tie in some charitable stuff and community-based stuff. So, you know, just yesterday, um, you know, we had Jonas Gray was was doing uh, Yoga Reaches Out up in the Gillette Fieldhouse, um, you know, and, and it was benefiting the Boston Children's Hospital and, and a, a teen suicide prevention uh, thing. When we launched Cody Latimer's website, you know, I like to say we also launched his brand and, and, you know, he took it upon himself where he wanted proceeds from a shirt that we were selling to go to the American Cancer Society. We took that a step further. We talked with the, you know, the Colorado director of, of the ACS and uh, sort of got his name in the pipeline for when they're doing different things. Uh, you know, Keith is actively he was a, a foster child he likes to say he was michael sam before the or not michael sam sorry <laughs> uh, uh, michael Orr, michael Orr before the movie came out <laughs> sorry keith uh <laughs> if there's anything wrong with that we're gonna have a nice conversation about that at blogs of all um michael sam and the like yeah. uh but yeah no so um you know so being involved with sort of you know things that matter to them that are community-oriented that doesn't rely on him as a football player, but him as a person with a passion for something. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Don, you are awesome. Thank you so much for, for coming on and joining us tonight. Uh, we really appreciate it. And, uh, guys, go out to uh, go out and check out Blogs with Ball Chicago. I know tickets. You, you, I saw them on the website. They're still on sale. Uh, Transition Sports Entertainment. Uh, Hugging Harold Reynolds, Don Povia, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Guys, thanks a lot. Uh, glad I can do it. Thanks for having me on. All right. I'll talk to you, Don. Thanks. Thanks, Don. Thanks, guys. All right. Don Povey joined us. He, uh, he did a terrific job. Really, really uh, – Good stuff. Yeah, really got some good stuff. I, I, see, I love – this is my my passion. I'd like to see, see – to kind of show people the other side of, of what goes on in sports. I mean, there's so many working pieces than what you see just wa- yep. you know walking around the field. So that's why it was just so cool. That's why it was just so impressive. And uh, blogs with balls. I mean, it's a good time. And yeah. it, T- talking about like how to market baseball players, like mm-hmm. who, who are superstars in baseball right now? Jeez, Bryce Harper. Um, like you can't even find John Carlos Stanton. Uh, Har- Harvey. Matt Harvey. I mean, he's mowing them down now. Okay, now that's four. Now, now give me. Now give me a black superstar. What it uh in, ba- in baseball? In baseball, like that's the problem. Like a lot of like yeah. city kids can't identify. You know, like well, Jimmy Rollins had a good thing about that. He was talking about that the other day about how uh, it's tough. Like you know, all you needed before was a glove and cleats. Now you like all these travel teams. You're traveling all over the place. They don't. You're you're a great player, but they're not going to take you. It's like <laughs> Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. Okay, he's the best player mm-hmm. in baseball. If he walked. If he was in the Cherry Hill Mall, yeah, walking around, would a ton of people know who he is? 
I don't know. I saw Carl. By the way, we're going to get back to this, but I saw Carl Lewis at the bachelor party because the we were we were we were uh, by the stadium, mm-hmm. and the pen relays were going on. So he was right. he does a lot with the pen relays. So he came walking by. I was like, "That's Carl Lewis." Yeah, let me teach him how to throw baseball. <laughs> so, but you're talking about recognizing an athlete. No, no, that, no, but no that's I'm, like I'm talking, I'm talking that's about... a track and field guy, and you can recognize. But like you're saying, like there's but no like, one... like if Mike Trout walked through a mall in mm-hmm. Wisconsin, yeah. like who knows him? Yeah, you're like, right. Bryce Harper, even. Andrew McCutcheon might be the, a superstar. Yeah. Black, but if he cuts his hair, like everyone knows him because yeah. of his hair. If he cut his hair, does anybody know who he is? Yeah, that's true. Cause no, he, like you just don't know. They, I don't know if they don't mark it. Like, now, if LeBron James or Kevin Durant walks through a mall, like, everybody yeah. knows who they are. And it's also, I mean, I don't know if it's the hats, but you look at NFL, everyone knows who, you know, you you. I see. I'll see Demarco Murray. I'll I'll recognize him. I know what he looks like. I see. Yeah, I mean, I Tom know. Brady. I, might, I mean, obviously Brady, but like, I don't know if I'd recognize Demarco. Like, you know, I mean, Demarco Murray, like Lashawn McCoy, you would recognize. Yeah. Maybe because Demarco oh, yeah, hasn't. Yeah, yeah, but they're Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, that's true. You know, would we recognize? Um, would you recognize? Um, uh, I don't know. Would you recognize Dwayne Bow if he was walking the Charlie? Yeah, Hall? that's true. No, like. And that's what fantasy. I mean, a lot. Of, maybe it's fantasy, but the, a lot of these guys just almost become names, and you, you, it's it's tough to see their faces. But the NBA is different now. NBA, you only have fifteen guys in the roster, five guys on the floor the whole time, so you recognize really anyone. I mean, most of the guys that you play, even the bench guys, you're going to recognize kind of going out, or you can just wander around your local Costco and people can think that you're an NBA player, and yeah. you can just sit there and smile yeah, and nod and act cool. like you don't like, speak English. Like like basketball players. You get marketed. I, I feel like they, they just. I don't know how they they market their stars better. I don't know if they're. But baseball is just. Tough. I mean. Well, you you hit the nail on the head in terms of. You hit the nail on the head in terms of just kind of talking about, exactly what, you you don't have. That basketball is is a, a sport that's ma- labeled and majored and promoted to every single culture, every culture, inner city, uh, country, yeah. rural, like in the middle of nowhere, Bumble, whatever, Indiana. Like you're, you, people know who the NBA is. Like everyone in the, these it's, stars. It's a lot easier too to go out and just play basketball. That's like, it. Yeah. You know, like all right, I want to go play baseball. Um, what can I do? Throw a ball in there by myself? Yeah, I can you need throw a ball against a wall. Like you need at least one other person. Like, you cool. Know, let me get cool. Let, yeah, hey, nineteen or hey, eighteen, hey, seventeen hey, friends. Hey, hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Just start pitching balls to me while I hit. You know, like then you got to chase the ball. You know, like it's it's a lot of work. You just can't go out and play baseball by yourself. You need a couple guys. Um, basketball, you have two guys go out. And just yeah, just shoot, play one on one. One Hey, look at this. You did like baseball. What do I do? Hey, hey, let's have a catch. Let's have a catch. Yeah. Then it gets boring. Then it's like, okay, let's pitch, pitch to me, and then you hit the ball, and you're right, like, all right, like, who's getting is, it? Oh, this is boring. <laughs> I gotta go chase it. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's just that you need a lot of people, and uh, like Jimmy Rollins was saying, you need a lot. It's it's becoming more and more. Uh, I mean, you look at there, with basketball, even there's there's ways to find guys who might not be out in the open, who not, might not be as exposed. Because with all the high school showcases and things, yep. it's 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 done so... I mean, I was watching the Soul Man 30 for 30 when they really started talking. That was horrible, by the way. Yeah, it wasn't that good. That was bad. But they talked a lot about, like, you know, building up those Nike yep. Elite camps and the Reebok camps and the Adidas camps and all these camps that, that become... You don't really have that for baseball. You have these guys coming right out of high school signing or going to college. Like, no one watches the College World Series. So you don't... There's not... Like everyone watches March Madness, so there's not as much of a push at the young mm-hmm. age to kind of promote it. So then they get into the pros, and you're like, "Hey, everyone, let's let's watch this guy." So it takes some time. I mean, Jeter, Jeter was Jeter. Why do you think Jeter was Jeter? Because he was a Yankee. Yeah. Because he was a good-looking dude. Because he had hot girlfriends. Like that's why people related to Jeter. Well, not related to, because 90% of the humanity can't relate to that. But right. did you see his house in Florida? No. By the way? Oh my God. Just enormous. Really, uh-huh. I don't even like. See, a, a big a house too big. Like, I'd be afraid of people. Like, everyone knows who you are. Everyone like cares. You're sitting in your bedroom. I want to be able to hear if someone's breaking into my house. Like, I don't want to well, be that, in a house what, too that's, big. That's what you're secured. That's what your bodyguards are for. <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't want to be going down to get a glass of milk at two in the morning and having it having to get frisked or like you know told to throw my hands in the air. I just want. I just want my. Like you just don't care. That's it. We do. <laughs> no, nah, I, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough for baseball players. I mean, Mike Trout is clearly the best player in the game, and he's not that recognizable outside of here and Los Angeles. Yeah, it's true. And a lot of people, and you're right, because I don't know, I feel like even back, I don't know if baseball was marketed better back then, but you knew Ken Griffey Jr. You knew, uh, who else? I mean, you, I mean, you knew all Frank Thomas and... You, you yeah. like you, Randy Johnson. Like you saw the faces, you knew if Greg you saw, the, yeah, guys, if you yeah. saw the best players in baseball ten years yeah. ago, fifteen years ago, you would know exactly who they are. I mean, that's what's well, what's going but, but, on. But you know what? Also, I think we're a little bit older now. We're not watching like from when we were young. We had baseball cards. And you're watching every game. You're into, like we're not watching as much anymore. I no. mean, you know, I used to watch baseball all the time, and you were just so into the home run derby and the yeah. All Star game. Like now, like. See, I watch the Phillies games, but I, I mean, not like as. I mean, I see we're weird because yeah. I feel like we're the under. Yeah. We're we're different. Like you and I would listen to each game and like watch each game. Like we'll we'll still check it out now, even yeah. though they're not it's doing hard, so it's well. Hard but, to watch. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's tough to watch. Um, That's brutal, Mike. I went to the game on Saturday night. I don't know what's going to draw a worse attendance, that game or our show Friday, Friday night. night. <laughs> I mean, that was brutal. How <laughs> how few people play? the Braves. Braves, Braves yeah. are pretty bad too. I mean, if you you get a good draw, but like I don't know. Well, you see, like like Groupon is offering like half price yeah. tickets. Now. I mean, it's just it's like three years ago. It was so hard to get a ticket. Three years ago, 2012. Yeah. It is. It was still impossible to get a ticket because people were like, they're gonna they're but gonna be this guy. But you can't fool Philly fans. No, though. you can't. That's the one thing. Like you can't fool us. Yeah. You might be able to pull that crap in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. You know. Port in Kansas City, mm-hmm. but like you're not like, dude. If you're not good, we're not going. Yeah, like that's that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. And you call it front runners, call it whatever you want, or call it just like we're sensibly not, or, or, spending yeah, your money. Yeah, we're not spending our money on watching Freddie Galvis and uh, and Kobayashi at third. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things. Like you're not going to get stuff done if they continue selling out the ballpark. What the hell is what is the right. what is the management going to? They're just going to keep on throwing money, the yeah. big bullshit product out. We're going to keep paying the prices, I, I, and we're never going to win. The Yankees don't draw the Yankees game the other night. Yeah, behind home plate, forget about that's it. That's crazy. So those seats back there, they're like millions well, they're of like dollars. millions of dollars. Yeah, they, they, I mean they have nobody at the games either. Yeah, but they also have the Yes Network pulling in four hundred million. That's a year. true, and the Phillies still have, you have the, they have a big contract, so they have money Stairs coming. Stairs is terrible, by the way. Yeah, he's a Schmidt's good. Schmidt's good. Schmidt's really. I good. like Schmidt. Ben Davis isn't bad. He's not bad. Um, like Fransky and L.A. are they're great. They're just amazing. I was listening to them on the way over. Like they're, they're good. They're, yeah, they're just good. so good. They just have, and it's like because it gets boring, but they like tell jokes. They like yeah. I feel like. You're like you said. You're sitting in a bar with them. Like the inside, there's like inside jokes, and I have no idea what happened. You know what? But I, I'm laughing. Yeah, you like know what in the I love about them too. Like one of the greatest things about baseball is the silence too. Like yeah. remember, like, remember like remember like um, no, you can't do it so much on TV, but more on the radio. Like I remember like Harry and Whitey if they're on the radio, like they would go 15 seconds yeah. sometimes, without, and you'd hear like. Just the like sound, peanuts. yeah, pe- yeah. You, you hear all that, yeah. You hear there's just a the crowd talking. Like now, I feel like everybody's short attention spans. Like you have to just keep on talking about BS just yeah. to keep everyone interested. Uh huh. But they don't do that. They'll let it go a little while. Too. I do. Like, I like that. Like as bad as the Philly sports teams have been over the years, some of the, we've always had great announcers. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Like Tom McGinnis is great. He is. I mean, to do that he's by got himself. A great, yeah. To do that by himself, and even when he was, and even with McCullough, he yeah. was still by himself. He still, he was just, he was terrible. He was, he was great. I, I think Zumoff is great. Zumoff's good. Um, like you Merrill at, Reese. Merrill Reese is good. You look at Harry. You look at like when Gene Hart was there, and even the Flyers announcers, Jimmy, Jim Jimmy Jackson. Jackson. You're like, they're, they are. That, they're good. Now, are they good? Now, maybe we're biased. And we're good. That's all we hear. Yeah, but that's see, that's what. Here's the problem. Like, well, you can tell because. It's all we hear, but we know we, there's been a, several Flyers announcers, and we all yeah. still like them. There's been, yeah. uh, I mean, Merrill Reese is all all yeah. I've known. Harry was all we knew, but Harry left, and now you kind of realize, like, wow, there's a void left. But then you have Franski and LA, and you realize how good they are. So that's yeah. that's like the you, you, we recognize when when talent is there. So I think that I mean, like you said, uh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, not zoom off. McGinnis. McGinnis. Like, I think he just does a terrific job yeah. turning garbage into gold. Well, so, that's well, that zoom off. He, no, zoom off's copped that from him. You're, no, zoom off. Yeah, zoom off copped that, that. He was saying garbage into gold when I was, when I was a while when ago. you were garbage. When I was garbage. When I was turning garbage into <laughs> in the, in the, smaller pieces <laughs> of garbage. Oh, dude, zoom's had some terrible, like, 
his he makes a quick left at the light. Um, <laughs> when he had bald was beautiful with. Yeah. I guess he's all right. I mean. I just like. I also like like the going east to west, going north to south, or like east to west across your radio dial. Well, you're that, like that. Well, that was uh, who was it? John Garbage, maybe yeah. back in the day, like. Six, uh, Maurice Cheeks bringing the ball uh, across the timeline with a belt high right hand dribble. You know, he's a, a belt high right hand dribble going east, like, yeah. going left to right on your radio dial. Yeah. All right, let's get into uh, the big pressing thing because oh, we're wait, gonna, wait, wait. I oh, never go ahead, go. left to right on your radio dial. Oh, uh, you guess because what? How do you know which way the court is going? Uh, like what end are they starting at? Like. They're saying left or right on your radio dial. Is that like so what, just, what, what side? What side of the court are you sitting on to be looking at? Like, I guess he's just uh, talking about his from his vantage point. They're going. Well, where to is he sitting? Right. Uh, I guess be under a basket. <laughs> <laughs> going left or right, out of bounds. All right. So what's the big story? All right. About? So we got <laughs> big story. <laughs> big story uh, coming up, and we're it's it's crazy because this this speculation is insane with this NFL draft, and especially. Uh, people, and I feel like it's, it's such a national story too, with what what the hell's going on here in Philadelphia with Chip Kelly, and this is Chip's first draft, and what's he going to do now? What do you this this is such a huge huge deal because everyone's like, are you going to go for Mariota, or are you stuck with Sam Brad, or not stuck, but are you like, content you with can, Sam Bradford? You can go for him, but did you kind of like see the problem Chip Kelly had early on? He 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 diffused it a little bit lately by saying. Um, you know, like, oh, we're good what we have, Sam Bradford, blah, blah, blah. But early on, he was like, yeah, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. We got to get him. We got to get him. In. And now it's like you got to get like a king's ransom for him. You know, like I, I don't want to mortgage the future to get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, how do you move up? To, how do you move up 18 spots? It's, it's going to 19. It's, well, they were talking about it's going to cost like Michael Kendricks. It will probably cost uh, Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox. I mean, that's Bradford. The, yeah, the Bradford. Really Sam Brad- like, dude, let me tell you something. If I'm the Titans and I know that like Chip Kelly wants us, like I'm like, dude, oh, yeah, yeah. keep coming, keep yep. coming. You gotta. Yeah, I mean, it's I just mean, at some point now. There's now there's now there's this new trade room with Philip Rivers going to the Titans. I and saw this that. And that and I, I mean, I think Chip's going to try. I think Chip's going to do what he can, but at some point, like you can't do it. Yeah, and there's that's the thing. Like you just is Marcus Mariota worth? what you're giving up. I mean, you look at this, it's a not a quarterback heavy draft. So even Jameis Winston is not, he's a good quarterback, but is he going to be a good NFL quarterback? Probably not. The problem too now, like if you, like if Chip Kelly, let's say you give up Kendrick Cox, your first round pick, your second and third round pick, Bradford. And Bradford. Let's say you give all that up and then Mariota stinks. Exactly. Like now you're, now Chip, well, you know what, Chip's at, Chip's at, he's back in UCLA or wherever. Yeah, exactly. He's gone. And now we're stuck. And now we're, now we're stuck, now we're stuck holding the, holding the bag like we are uh, every other year. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the kicker. So, but then again, like if, 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 if Marcus Mariota is the best guy for this system and Chip thinks he can win with them, you got to try to get him. Like, I look. I gotta. I, I gotta have faith in Chip. He's he's he knows he's more our, than I he's, do. But he's yeah. our leader. Like, if that's what he thinks he can win with, uh-huh. I want him to get him. Yeah. Like, if he doesn't believe he can win with Bradford, well, then why do I want him to have Bradford? Exactly. So now he may not be right, but I have to believe what he thinks. I mean, he knows more. Well, now he's maybe. been he's been saying a lot, and obviously he hasn't been. And I don't think he she needs to be exactly like truthful with the media. No. Uh, but the. When he brought Bradford in, it was like I like what Bradford can do. I like what he can do here. I can like what he can do here. Now they have now the whole Tebow thing, and you have you know now it's it's there's yeah. a lot of craziness going on, and it's kind of becoming like a circus. But a lot of people get frustrated with that. See, I'm not that really I'm not that bad with it. It's like oh, it's going to be a distraction. People are going to Tebow with like or the like whole, with everything with every. They're like oh, Chip's doing this, and now Tebow. I was talking to someone, and they're like, and now Tebow's coming in. It's like. You're, it's becoming this crazy thing where you're going to have like now it's going to be guys are going to be you know doing doing bad things off the field. I'm like, wh- why would Tebow like that's like God himself walking into your state? Like, but why would that? Like, Tebow can't afford them. Tebow can't throw. Yeah, he's not going to be on a team. He can't afford to make a mistake. Like, he's got to walk a straight line. You know, and, well, and, he, and it, not like he's not going. To. No, but that that's but, what. But that, Tebow's not going to come in. He's going to cause a distraction just because he's Tebow. But, like, that's what I'm saying. People are like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, it's the third string quarterback. Right. You're not going to see him. Right. I was like, Matt Barkley, is he better than Matt Barkley? He could be. You have no idea. So it's like, what, what, what are we really 
talking about right now. It's just the Tebow thing. And maybe it's good. Maybe you get a guy who, who has a positive locker room influence. So who who cares? Like, we're, that's not really what I'm concerned with. Now, The I thought, I thought you put that back up. What was well, up there before? I mean, I had to get rid of the, uh, the Howard jersey was up. So that can, oh, man. But although, he might have to go back up after this weekend. It's another story for yeah. another day. Can we put every bad player's jersey up? Andrew Bynum, Ryan Howard. Who else we got? Can we get hold of a Gilchrist? <laughs> sure we can somehow. Make a phone call. So uh, this NFL draft is going to be something special. And the fun thing is, well, we're, uh, like we were saying before, Friday night uh, at the Mexican Food Factory in Marlton, New Jersey. Uh, Google it. Come on out Friday night at, at 8, 8 p.m. We will be going live. Uh, doing the best of the local breweries. Uh, we're going to have uh, Yards is in, Weyerbacher's in, uh, who else? River Horrors, Flying Fish. Uh, a few other smaller ones might be joining us as well, but we got those big four and uh, sending us a sample of few, a few different beers from each one. So I think it's going to be fun. To, it's going to be a very uh, fun time. We have some uh, fun judges kind of joining us, some good good times we'll be talking sipping some beer talking to some of the brewers uh things like that so i'm pretty excited about what what exactly we can uh get accomplished and it should be just a fun evening uh to kind of get out there again on the deck of mexican food factory in marlton new jersey and uh yeah have a good time drink some beers and uh mike this will be uh mike's second time drinking or actually first time this year it will be usually what two two drinks Um, two drinking days for you yeah i mean i don't I mean, I don't go with the uh, St. Paddy's and, and the New Year's. They're amateur yeah, nights. Yeah, I, the, the best of the local and the great pumpkin uh, taste. Yeah, that's man, all we need. I had a couple glasses of wine this week. Though. Oh, wow. Yeah, on, on Saturday. Yeah. What was the occasion? T- uh, Tom for Palmyra's mom died. Uh, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's true. So I had a couple uh, couple drinks there. Yeah, we, yeah. Tom for Palmyra, our condolences go out to mm-hmm, him. And, exactly. Uh, Absolutely. A, a, a loyal listener to the show sometimes, uh, Calls him with some funny bits. Um, very, very good person. Yeah, very good, great yeah, human yeah, being. Yeah, good guy. Uh, yes, uh, condolences to him and his family's mom passed away uh, last week. But she was suffering, so it's uh, it was probably for the best. But, um, yeah, so I had a couple glasses of wine at that. And I'll tell you what, Kevin, I had like two glasses of wine. And like I, I, I barely drove home. It's like so weird. What like, do you mean? I could, I I was like cloudy, like driving. Like if I oh. got, if I got pulled over, like there was a good chance I was going down. Barely, well, barely, barely drove home means like. No, like I got home, but like barely. I don't know. I feel like if I feel like if I got pulled over, man, I could have been I could have been in yeah. some trouble. Yeah. So but like what? <laughs> like oh, what what did you have? Uh, two glasses of wine. I'm like oh, go ahead. It's like no, no, wait you a don't second. Understand. No, wait, you understand, dude, dude? Give me the field sobriety test. You don't get it. Two glasses of wine. Have you met me? I know. This is crazy. I know. Wow, two glasses of wine put you down. That's yeah, all right. There were some. Uh, there were some. There were some good-looking chicks at that. The, really? Yeah, the That's home. where you're starting to scope out girls. Yeah, like a nice. I don't. Yeah, a nice funeral homes. Well, no, no. At the at the the, the wedding. Like the, 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 the luncheon. The uh the, the the luncheon thing. You're like the, You're like Chaz from uh from, uh, <laughs> from uh, wedding crashers. crashers. Yeah. Yeah, there was um. <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah, the, the girl I brought with the uh, <laughs> your wife and mother of your children. No, nah, no, nah, I was actually with um. <laughs> no, nah, my my neighbor was actually uh. My neighbor was actually there for a little bit. Oh really? Yeah. That's nice of them. Yeah, so a lot of people showed support for Ted. That's condolences, yeah. condolences from uh for Tom from Palmyra. Good cool. dude. Ted, Ted from. Ted from. South, Primo Manny South Street. <laughs> Poor Ted. Poor Ted. Yeah, I'm looking at this picture here. Like, how tall is that guy looking down? About nine foot six. Yeah, he's pretty tall. A big dude. Yeah, he's a big boy. Then I got then I got Greg Murray over here. Is that Greg? No. Oh, it's like, like doesn't look like him though. That does look like him. And then you got me a few blocks <laughs> blocks away. Like, where are you? Yeah. Oh, I'm up front. You won't be able to get through. And look at the look at the like look at that look at that little lady, look at the little troll, <laughs> right? She she looks like a troll, doesn't she? A little bit. She's not. There's there's and the Phillies World Series parade. I had a picture and these two like a mom and daughter like they were uh, 
they were like photobomb me. I, I find a sign that says we won. I asked a cop to take a picture of me. Like I, you know, before this was like pre-selfie. Yeah. And they had those little troll. Mm-hmm. And everyone thought I was with that girl. Just I was well, with. Her. She was standing next to me the whole time. I had people coming up to me asking me what I use for bait. They're like, hey guys, do you want to see two trolls? <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. It's not funny. Sorry. It's not nice. Hurts my feelings. Look, then I got this guy next to me on the phone. Look, hey, look at this troll looking over this guy's shoulder. <laughs> and what's everybody looking back to the left for? Like the prey was going on the other way. See everybody look looking back like that way. Like yeah. Uh, it must a, have been something. Something more interesting. I can't send this. They probably saw you coming. Yeah. They're like, oh, geez, there's this guy. Right. Hey, look, Lurch. <laughs> Heads up. You rang. <laughs> Where did they find a Phillies hat that big? That's not funny. My head's not that big. So. <laughs> and that guy's just a big dude, man. He is a big dude. Look at him. He's looking, like, looking down like. Like perverted? I well, I don't know. Because you're, well, you're a pretty tall guy. And, yeah, that. <laughs> How tall are you? I mean, I'd be... I'm tall. I'm considered very tall in China. <laughs> yeah, that girl's pretty small next to you. She really is. Yeah. I can't, I was trying to send the picture out to tell everyone what we were talking about, but it's yeah. just... It's not happening. And they were like smoke. That mom was like... They were like smoking the whole time. Oh, that's no like good. Like the whole time. That's I'm just no like, good. I'm not a fan of that. I'm... What a put out. That's not... That's not good. The smoking yeah, and the smoking's terrible, yeah. Especially on girls, like you're just. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is that uh, that's just not an attractive thing for me. Yeah. If you're if you're just sitting there puffing puffing away, I just don't. Me and my yeah, me and my wife are trying to commit to quit smoking. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we we have a deal. We only uh. It's hold on, hard. hold on. Wait for the wait for the wait for the. Uh, let me let me okay. let me set you up for the punchline. Okay, All right. So, uh, go well, ahead. Yeah, we uh, my wife are trying to quit smoking. It, it's hard though, so we made a deal. You know, we only uh. We only smoke after sex. Yeah, I got the same pack since 2007. Coming. What bothers me is she's up to three packs a day. Um, Keep going. That's, that's, that's all I got. What else? You got yeah. something else up there. Nah, you kidding me? I know my wife cheats on me. Every time I come home, I hear the parrot go, quick, out the window. That. <laughs> no, it's like Saturday Night Live. That's a great. That's great. Uh, Where's Don from Fairfax? I don't know. I don't think he knows we're doing the show tonight. I forgot to tell him. Don from Fairfax. Apparently, apparently, you forgot to tell everyone else too. <laughs> Don from Fairfax. Is that like a smoke signal? Like remember Batman used to like the, the, they had the bat, yeah. the bat, the bat thing in the sky. Can we throw out like a TMZ yeah. thing in the sky? The hey, TMZ. it's over on tonight. The Please. Like, Anybody, listen. Are you out there? <laughs> People are like, what's that? I don't know. Some club. <laughs> we should do that when like things aren't funny. Like when guests call in and they're really boring. <laughs> and we like Prince Fielder's mom. Oh my god. If she's just like talking and be like, Oh yeah, and just... <laughs> <laughs> like out of nowhere. It's like, uh what? What was that? I don't know, sorry, interference. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> that's a Who is that? I don't know. It's hilarious. All right. So, show brought to you tonight by Phone Pack, supplier of all great girl products. Just a phone call away. Eight 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 four five eight two nine two eight. Also, uh, integrated play and Renee Shaw. If you're an athlete looking to transition into a career outside the athletic field, contact Renee two six nine seven six zero three eight five seven. Hit us up on Twitter at score up zone. Uh, also. We uh, want to, again, tell you guys about Friday night. Come on out to the Mexican Food Factory in Marlton, New Jersey. 8 o'clock, we will be going live. Come on out earlier. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit about the what the Eagles did, what they ended up doing in the first round, and the draft will still be continuing to going on, going on into the second and third rounds, uh, or third round, fourth round into that evening. So uh, it should be fun. We'll be able to watch it live there. And also sample some great beer. We have beer specials. Uh, should be a really good time. We're really looking forward to it. We'd like to thank our guest, Don Povia, for calling in and uh, really providing some insight on the 
uh, pretty much behind the scenes of what's going on in PR and with athletes kind of looking at how do you maximize their, uh, their marketability. So uh, really want to appreciate everyone listening tonight or everyone. Uh, we, we will join you guys where hopefully we'll see you on Friday night as we do it at the Mexican Food Factory, best of the local breweries. We'll see you guys then. Until then, 